Welcome to Life on the Watercrest Line. In this series, we follow the activities of the line throughout the year. We go behind the scenes and see all aspects of the operation. The Autumn Steam Gala 2018, Part 2. The clear blue sky, maybe just a hint of cloud in the far, far distance. White cloud at that. I think it's going to be very busy here today. The next train to leave, heading towards Medstead and Four Marks and Alton, is being pulled by the school's class locomotive, Cheltenham. Last time I saw Cheltenham was a few weeks ago, when I was up in the cab learning how to drive a steam locomotive. As Cheltenham blows off steam, a goods train is slowly pulling into the down platform. (laughs) Southern Railway Schools Class 440, number 925, Cheltenham. The schools class was a very successful design and these locomotives are often claimed to be Richard Maunsell's finest steam locomotive class. They were effectively cut-down versions of the powerful Lord Nelson class and were built to handle heavy passenger traffic. Due to their dimensions, they could be used on the heavily restricted Tunbridge to Hastings line. This line had originally been built on the cheap, and as a result its tunnels had needed reinforcing at a later date. This had reduced the loading gauge of the tunnels which limited the size of stock that's able to pass through them. The school's class brought a much needed upgrade to the motive power on that route. They were the most powerful 440 design ever produced in Europe and classified SP by British Railways they were capable of hauling a 400 tonne express. The class were liked by their crews, although their high tractive effort and low weight meant that they required very careful handling to avoid wheels slippage. The class soon became known as the school's class as each locomotive was named after a famous private school. The first members of the class were built in 1930 and named after schools in the southern region. However, by the time 925 was completed in 1934, as part of a second batch of 20, They had run out of names of public schools in the southern region and therefore were naming the class after schools in other regions. Cheltenham served British Railways until she was withdrawn in 1962. Fortunately, she was saved to become a member of the National Collection. Cheltenham was moved from the National Railway Museum at York to its Eastleigh birthplace on the 6th of October 2010 for overhaul. The locomotive's overhaul was completed by a volunteer team at Eastleigh and specialist work was completed in Ropley. Robin Hines in the station house at Ropley Station. He's taken one corner of the station master's living room 
for the exhibition on the Canadian Pacific project? Yes, we are looking to promote the Canadian Pacific. Um, we are part of the way through the uh, restoration and rebuild for the project at the moment. We've probably got about another 18 months to run. The project itself is, has been partially funded by Lottery Heritage Funding, which is, it has moved it along and enabled us to do the work we've done. But we are here today, or part of what we're doing today... Part of what we're doing today is looking to get additional sponsorship to help complete the final work on, on the locomotive. So we're looking for people, or I'm encouraging people, to sponsor stays, which are part of the boiler. They actually support the inner firebox because we've had to rebuild the boiler for the locomotive. Seats for the two bullied coaches, which we are refurbishing as well at the moment and are visible. The public can come along and see that process going on. And also some of the bits and pieces for the main firebox on the locomotive. So we're, we're getting additional funds together to, to enable us to complete those bits of the work. This is an additional project under the auspices of the Mid-Hampshire Railway, which itself is a charity. That, that's absolutely correct. The locomotives have to have their boilers serviced and refurbished every 10 years, and the, the level of, of, of rebuilding a locomotive varies on each one of those 10-year cycles. Canadian Pacific is a really big rebuild this time round. It's being done through the, the, the charities at the Mid-Hants, but it's also being done with the, the lottery funding to enable us because it's so expensive. It's £1.5 million refurbishment, which includes the coaches as well. Thank you very much. British Railways Standard Class 9F, number 2212, was designed for British Railways by Robert Riddles. The 9Fs were the last of the BR Standard Classes built during the 1950s. Designed for all types of heavy freight duties, it was the most powerful freight locomotive type ever constructed in Britain and successfully performed its intended duties, with the first models hauling iron ore in South Wales and County Durham. The 9F was designed at both Derby and Brighton Works. Riddles eventually settled on a 2100 type because it had been successfully utilised on some of his previous austerity locomotives. Distributing the adhesive weight over five axles gave a maximum axle load of only 15 tonnes 10 hundredweight. However, in order to clear the rear coupled wheels, the grate had to be set higher, thus reducing firebox volume. The driving wheels were five feet in diameter, and the centre driving wheels were without flanges, whilst those on the second and fourth coupled wheels were reduced in depth. This enables the locomotive to round curves of a radius as small as 400 feet. A total of 251 were built. Production was shared between Swindon, built 53, and Crewe, the other 198. In 1960, the last of the class, 922220, Evening Star, was the final steam locomotive to be built by British Railways. Withdrawals started in 1964 and the final locomotives were removed from service in 1968. Several examples have survived in preservation in various states of repair, including Evening Star, which is at the National Rail Museum. There's a bit of confusion here amongst some of the passengers because the next train on the up platform is in fact a down train. 
going to Alsford only. Good crowd, though, stood in the sun, enjoying their day here at the Watercrest Line. I'm at Ropley High Level Station. For those of you that haven't looked carefully on the Watercrest Line, there is a high-level station. Yeah, we're at Ropley High Level. Uh, we're a miniature train, ten and a quarter gauge, and we operate a uh, petrol hydraulic engine, a diesel electric engine, and we have uh, two further engines in the middle of rebuilding. We will eventually run a continuous length into Little Acre Field, I believe the name is, uh, where we will have a loop with a picnic area. We're totally a volunteer organisation. We rely on donations because we don't charge for the ride on the engine and that assists us a great deal in um, running the engines. And also the, the main big boys, as I call them, do donate certain monies to us to allow us to buy track and ballast. We're open to volunteers to come along and assist. We uh, take youngsters and if they're over 16, we're quite willing to teach them how to drive our little engines and guard. They can have a good fun day. So are you a separate organisation from the Midhance Railway or...? We were a separate organisation. There's four chaps who actually own the, the engines and carriages. We used to run in the, if any people know, in the old car park at the top, but they asked us to move and the main railway arranged a leasing project for us to rent part of the land so we could continue building our railway and go into um, Little Acre Field eventually. Well, thank you very much. London Midland and Scottish Class 2MT 262 Tank Number 41312 After World War II, H.G. Ivert, the Chief Mechanical Engineer of the London Midland and Scottish Railway, designed these lightweight 262 tanks and a class of 260 tender engines of identical power. Ivert realised that there was a need for a lightweight locomotive to work light mixed traffic on secondary and branch line duties. In total, 130 of this class of locomotive were built. Most were built at Crewe, 10 by the LMS before nationalisation. The last 30 were allocated to Southern Region, with the final 10 of the class being built at Derby. This new 262 tank design incorporated new labour-saving devices such as self-emptying ash pans and rocking grates. 50 engines were also fitted with push-pull equipment. 41312 was first based at Faversham. It was then based at Ashford in June 1959, before being moved to Barnstable Junction, where she worked over the Torrington branch, putting in some appearances on the Ulfracombe and Exeter line. In March 1963 she was reallocated to Brighton and in 1964 moved to Bournemouth where she worked over the Swanage and Lymington branches. 41312 performed the last steam service on the Lymington branch in April 1967. The last three months of her career were spent at Nine Elms acting as a carriage pilot for Waterloo. Finally withdrawn from service on the 3rd of July 1967 a week before the end of steam on the southern region. 
four of the class have survived into preservation. 41312, which is privately owned, has been resident at the Watercrest Line since 1995, entering service in 1998. And here comes the down train into the station. Tender first. Pulled by Foxcote Manor. I think somebody needs to do something about those squeaky brakes. The next train on the down platform will be the up freight. I believe the up freight won't be stopping. It'll be just running straight through the station. There's a good number of people here at Ropley Station today. Many of them on very good vantage points waiting to see the freight train come through. And of course the passenger train headed by Foxcote Manor pull out once the freight has come through. Stations are very important passing points on this line because they're the only parts of the line that are double track. At each station a train has to wait for the train coming the opposite direction to go through. Safety on the line is controlled by a token and only one token is available for each section of track. This method of train protection is over a hundred years old and has worked successfully keeping railways safe. As you heard, the goods train goes straight through the station without stopping. Some passengers have managed to get a trip in the guard's van. Foxcote Manor is now preparing to leave the station. The signalman has just left his signal box in order to give Foxcote Manor the token so that the train can proceed down the line safely. One of the engine's footplate crew has collected the token from the signalman and the train can now proceed. This podcast is published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Mm-hmm.